through your servant, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 50, verse 4. Please stand up one more time. One more time. And this, please, sometimes in church we do things as if, you know, we don't. This is not a ritual. This is very spiritual. And I please say these words and mean it from your heart. Because he does something to you and you're not even aware that God's changing your life. After a while, people will begin to see that God's doing something in your life. It's happened to me. I wasn't even aware God was doing something. But people started talking. They can already see what God was doing in my life. Amen. So please, say these words with a lot of uh, zest, you know. Like you mean it. You mean it as well. (laughs) Amen. Let's do it. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. That's a good word to say. You did not turn away from the word of God. Please be seated. That means you did not turn away from Jesus. Because Jesus is the word of God. You didn't turn away. He opened your ears to hear. Amen. This morning I want to continue with the message. It's a series, Right and Wrong Relationship with Money. Right and Wrong Relationship with Money. If you have the right relationship with money, you will surely be blessed of God. If you have the wrong relationship with money, you will have a curse upon your life. That doesn't mean God will take money from you. It just means you are not really going to have fun in life. That's what it means. Amen. So I want to talk about that today. Uh, The Word of God tells us very clearly that we are Abraham's children by faith. We are Abraham's children by faith. And you were called to God in the same way, in the same fashion in which Abraham was called to God. God called you to himself in the same way. And if you will listen to his call, if you will follow through with his his, uh, call, then the same thing that happened to Abraham should happen to you. Because God called you in a similar way. He said to Abraham, if we read that in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Notice the first thing God says, come from where you are. God cannot bless you where you are right now. He needs you to move to a place that God calls there. And he will bless you there. Many times we don't want to come out from where we are. He's saying come out from everything that you're familiar with. And I'm taking you to a place where you're not familiar with anything, and I'm going to bless you. For me, he called me out of my family. And it wasn't a pleasant time. I still lived with them, but I was no longer part of the family. 
And I had persecution. Some of you, if you read my book, you'll find out they put me in chains. I mean, literal chains. They chained me, chained my hands and chained my leg to the wall. Because everybody was saying something different. But God called me to bless me. And that's God's call upon your life. There are three reasons for which God will call you. He wants you first come out. The first reason is he's desiring a relationship with you. And this relationship will not be solidified until you come out for wherever you are. He wants that relationship. And if you agree, that means your sins will be forgiven. Because God cannot deal with you the way you are. So if you agree to go with God, that's, you believe what he's telling you, that's faith. And through faith, he makes you clean. He makes you righteous. God cannot have fellowship for somebody who is unrighteous. So when you come to him, just by that act of listening to the word, the call, every one of you heard the gospel, just by listening and deciding, I'm going to go to Jesus, he makes you righteous so that he can have fellowship with you. But then he also wants to bless you. Your fellowship with, with him, because he is eternal, your fellowship with him will be eternal. Because he ever lives, you will ever live with him. So there is a strong connection when he tells you to come out. He says to Abraham, Come out from your family, from those that you know. That's not, very, that's not a, something that somebody's going to be rejoicing about. You're leaving everybody. And he's saying, you're not going back. Abraham knew that. He says, no, don't take my son back there. Get somebody back here. We're not going back. So if you're going to follow God, make up your mind. If he gives me grace, I'm not going back. If you keep thinking Egypt, you're not going to get the blessing. You'll die in the wilderness. You won't get to the promised land. But if you think God, God's going to take you. He said to Abraham, I will bless you. I will bless you. When God calls you, he calls you to bless you. And that was there in Abraham's blessing. What happens to a person that God blesses? Is there anything that we can see in the natural to tell us, well, I know God's blessing this person. What did God say about that? What natural thing can you see in a person's life? I know what you're thinking. Well, he has a peaceful family, right? They have good children, and the children are healthy. All of those things are good. But that's not what God said. We stay with his word, amen? Everybody with me? Yeah, all of those things are good, and God will do them. Do that for you. But I like to stay with what God says. That's what is important. Because if you don't look into what God says, and you're just going, leaning on your own understanding, you'll miss what God's saying. So I usually, in my mind, forget what I'm thinking, what I've been taught, what everybody's saying, what the church is saying. I want to go with what God says. What is God saying about blessing? 
Is that your question? If that's what you're asking, I'm glad you asked. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Hello? If we stay with the word, uh, uh, please don't use the word spiritually rich. There's nothing like that there, okay? Don't be too spiritual for me, okay? Stay with the scriptures. Amen. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. That means you can, when God hasn't made you rich, you can be rich. <laughs> but you have a lot of sorrows. So the blessing of the Lord will make one rich. Now, a lot of people, Christians have trouble. Well, are you saying, Pastor, every Christian has to be a, a multi-millionaire? Is that what you're saying? Rich according to the assignments that he created you for. What's your assignment? Have you ever asked God what you need? For me personally, I, re- I had to determine, do we have to be on television in Nigeria? Oh yeah. So I knew this was coming from God. So I presented the matter, God wants us to be on television. And if you recall, I wasn't beating anybody about it. If God is your business. I wanted 30000 we got over $30,000. The money came in because God was talking to his people. So God does it according to your assi- the assignment he has given to you. And your assignment depends on what he is saying to you. He created you. But God himself said, don't think small. Amen? If you can handle it, you don't need God. So God wants you to dream. And to dream big. Isaiah 54 makes it very clear. Stretch out the borders of your tent. He says, don't spare. Make it really large. Because God's about to bless you. That's what he says. So prepare for the blessing. Then he says, well, that's money. We don't want to talk about money. No, we need that. It's a holy thing. Because we're giving it to God. It's very important. So the blessings of the Lord makes one rich. And God does not add sorrow to it. If that's the case, we saw that God has called Abraham and told Abraham that he was going to bless Abraham. So did Abraham experience what God said? I'm going to bless you. How did he experience this blessing that God spoke of? We want to check the scriptures. God spoke to Abraham in, uh, in uh, Genesis chapter 12. Just one chapter. And if you read the scriptures, it says, as soon as God finished speaking to Abraham, probably the following day, he got a few stuff that he could get, took his wife, he was gone. He left his family. God was pleased with that. That's Genesis chapter 12. But then you read in Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, just one chapter later, See what the Bible says. Uh, It says, Abraham was rich. Is that what it says? Abraham was very rich. Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, 
and in gold. That's money. Don't make it spiritual. It says money, gold, silver. We don't have spiritual gold, okay? Wait until you get to heaven. And Abraham was holy unto God. God called him his friend and still gave him gold. Very, can I use the word very gold? <laughs> he gave him gold. Not only gold, he gave him silver. And his business was doing so well. Cattle, that was business in their time. But Abraham's servant had more to say about his master's wealth. He spoke more than the Bible says here in Genesis chapter 13. In Genesis chapter 24, Abraham's servant was speaking about what God has done for his master. Look at what he said. He said, I, he was speaking to Laban. He says, I am Abraham's servant. Genesis 24 34 to 35. He says, I, look, Levin, I know you know my master, Abraham. He's related to you. <laughs> but I'm telling you now, I know you don't know me. I am Abraham's employee. Amen? <laughs> I am Abraham's employee. And then he said to him, the Lord has greatly blessed my master in what? In everything. Laban knew what Lord he was talking about. That was the Lord that called him from his house. He understood it. That Lord has greatly, not in a small way, has greatly blessed my master Abraham in everything. That's what God does with children, servants, it doesn't matter, in everything. That's the will of God. God, the Bible says, I am the Lord, I change not. If you are not experiencing it, it's because you refuse to believe. But I'm speaking to you this morning so that you believe God's word and change your mind. Be renewed through the word of God. So that you can be transformed into what God has already said. By the renewing of your mind, so God can transform you. You can't make it happen. But relax. God's going to make it happen. That's the way I feel. I, I'm wait, I will wait on the Lord till he does everything he has for me. But I'm not going to ever get discouraged. Because it's not happening quickly. No. I will stay. And as long as God is, I will experience it. And I tell God, until everything you've spoken to me has happened, I'm not ready to come home. If I come home, I will be asking you a lot of questions when I get there. How come? But right here. We have a loving Heavenly Father that cares for us deeply and wants to bless us. He says, the Lord has greatly blessed my master Abraham in everything. And he has become a rich man. That means he wasn't rich when he left. Amen. He wasn't rich when he left. Laban didn't know rich Abraham. Uh, amen. Now his servant is giving him the good news. The Lord has blessed my master Abraham. How? Because God called him and said, I will bless you. If you listen to me, I will bless you. And when God blesses you, you get rich. How rich? Depend on your assignment. Amen. So he said, God has blessed him. He had become a rich man. 
Then he said, the Lord has given him many flocks. That means many businesses. Amen. He's got so many businesses going on for him. Many flocks of sheep. That's one kind of business. Not just one flock. Many flocks of sheep. That's what he said. Of sheep. And then herds of cattle. That's another set of business. That Abraham was enjoying. Because God called him. Did Jesus not say, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly? A lot of Christians don't want to hear that. They want to just, it's all they're thinking is about themselves. They're not realizing God has a very huge business on the earth. And that business is not going to go forth without money. Is that a, that's, and he wants the money in his people's hands. He said he will give you the wealth of the ungodly, right? Why? For you to brag around town, I'm a big shark. No, he wants his kingdom to prosper on the earth so that you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. That's what he says. He said he had blessed him with this business, flocks and herds of cattle, silver, which we already said, and gold. Male and female servants, a lot of employees. My master pays them, amen. A lot of employees. And then he went on to transportation. We talk about that, right? Camels and, her, and uh, horses. That's transportation. That was their transportation. They didn't have cars. He was telling uh, uh, Laban, my master has few Mercedes Benz called horses. And a few Rolls Royce as well. They are all, I mean, they, we packed them all over the place. That's transportation. I mean, they need transportation. I mean, they need good transportation. That's what he was saying. God has blessed not only employees, we have cars all over the place. All kinds of them. You want the caramel cars? You can have them. You want horses? That was all they had in their time. And he was bragging. And, 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 and uh, Rebecca was listening. To all of this great world, they said, are you going to go? She said, I'm going. <laughs> I'm leaving you guys. From all this stuff I've heard, I'm going. That God of that, I'm going. Amen. You don't need to preach anymore. I'm, I'm ready to go. Amen. That's what God wants. That's how God blessed Abraham. Many times when I'm speaking, I'm, I'm very aware that many Christians are listening and they're telling themselves, that sounds good, but I don't know about my case. You excluded yourself, not God. You did. You did it to yourself. Because the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. If you can't believe it because of your circumstance, if you can't believe God because of what's happening to you, or because of what people are telling you and everything that you can see, I hear that all the time. Concerning church and everything. You have to learn to deal with that. And still trust God and refuse to let. You still just have to stand up there waiting on God to do it for you. Just don't listen to people. Just don't listen to people. Angela was telling me when we left uh, our former church, my pastor, you know, he meant well. He said, well, we want God to bless you so that we can reach this kind of people. Both of us in our minds says, no, that's not what we want. We don't want that. 
I never said, Pastor, stop praying. I don't want your prayer. No, I didn't do that. That would be rude. But in our heart, or separately, we decided, no. No, we don't want that. And guess what God did? He honored what we want. Amen. It's just the truth. The Bible says, the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. Nobody can stop it. When God's involved in it, nobody can stop it. They can have their opinion, but they can't stop what God started. And let me tell you also, when God starts something, he finishes it. If God begins to heal you, don't let Satan let you think, think that, well, God failed this time. He must be asleep. What sleep? God doesn't sleep. When God starts something, he finishes it. That's just God. He says of Isaac, and the man Isaac began, look and read Genesis 26, Isaac began to prosper. And then he continued to prosper. Until he became very prosperous. Because God started it. God, when God starts it, nobody's going to stop it. When he starts something, he finishes it. And I, I like this scripture. It's a big blessing to me and a big comfort to me. When I'm dealing with God about something that baffles me and I have no answer and I know that I don't have what it takes, what I do is I commit it to his hand. Because the Bible says whatever you commit to him, he is able to keep until that day. That's just the truth. You just leave it in his hand and then have your peace. If you're still worried, you haven't given it to him. You give him your baby then and you're supposed to rest. The next day you go back and say, give me that baby because I want to worry a little bit. Now you can have your baby again. If you're going to worry, don't give it to him. Keep your baby and worry. Enjoy your worry. But you give it to him, rest. Come unto me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That rest means shalom. That's peace, prosperity, everything. Nothing is broken and nothing is missing. And you know, sometimes you say this and say, people are watching to see what's going to happen. Keep watching. <laughs> and I'll keep saying it. You keep wondering. Because that's the land that you live, wondering. I can say it boldly because there is a God. If there is no God, then this is all a joke. But as long as there is a God, we can trust Him. That, and that honors Him when we trust Him against what we are experiencing in the natural. That honors God. And God says, whoever honors me, I will honor. That's what God says. When God honors you, people see it. He does it in secret. You do your honoring in secret. He does his honoring openly for the world to see. That's the God we serve. Amen? Wow. My time is gone from me. <laughs> oh. I'm going to say this. Poverty is not a blessing. I guess I can hear a lot of amen. <laughs> but 
Poverty is not a blessing. Sometimes where, you know, sometimes we, we see this happen. How funny this is, you know. Those who have good money in the bank, they stop in any gas station. They don't even look at the price. They fill their tank. But this guy, he's driving from one end of town to the other end of town because he saw this 10 cents. It's 10 cents deeper, I mean cheaper. By the time he, got, by the time he gets there, it's wasted all the gas that is trying the money is trying to save. Poverty is not a good thing. It's not good. It couldn't be something that comes from God. Amen? It couldn't be from God. It's evil. Ties your hands down. Your children are suffering. They are sick. You know you could take them to the doctor. But you don't have insurance. And there's nothing to do. All you can do is wait until maybe it's that bad so I can take them to emergency. Why? Will God allow that? Let me just share with you how God hates poverty. This thought came to me. I think it was the Lord sharing with me just to prove the point that he hated. He hates poverty. He said, don't you see, son, that I've commanded those that have to give to those that don't have? You know why? So that everybody's needs is met and nobody's in want. So if you have gift to that one that doesn't have, I don't like that. You give, that person's needs is met, everybody's happy. That's the God we serve. He commands us to give so that poverty is totally gone. Everybody's needs is met. God was sharing that with me. That's why I asked them to do this. I hate this time. He wants your needs met. He wants your needs met and you have to believe in the good God who wants to take care of you. It's not about prosperity. It's about God taking care of your need. You've often heard hear me speak this scripture. The Lord is my shepherd, right? How many know that scripture? You think it's just uh, some kind of a rhyme that we just say all the time? or some, That's what God declares. As long as God is your shepherd, you should never know want. You should never know want. And then he says, he makes me. He makes me to lie down. Relax. In green pastures. Who's making you lie down? Is God asking you to go and lie down on the field back out there? Is that what he's talking about? That's not what God's talking about. Green pastures. So that as a sheep, whichever way you want to turn, He's still green. Amen? He's still green. That's the God we serve. Let's not misrepresent him and make him what he is not. He is a good God and wants you to be a blessing. Notice what he said to Abraham. I will bless you so that you become a blessing. When God blesses him, God makes him rich, right? And when he becomes a blessing, he makes the other guy rich so that no one lacks. No one is in want. Amen? That's what God wants to do. It's not, that's why we're talking about the wrong and right relationship with money. Because if you got it wrong, 
you miss God totally. You miss His purpose. And you will not be fully blessed of God. Amen? Amen. I'm going to stop here today. I will continue. I have a lot that I want to share with you. We haven't even gotten into the part of her, the good and bad relationship. But I need to lay the foundation so that you are settled and know and get yourself ready to be blessed. I believe that God always wants to position you so he can reach you and bless you. Today, what I need you to do is begin to change your mind about poverty and being in want. Please don't think, think your profession. Because that's what most people think. I'm not smart. Did God say he will bless you only if you are smart? It has nothing to do with your profession. There's a scripture I'm going to share with you so you know. God doesn't need your profession to bless you. He can bless you. And he can open doors that you cannot open. He just needs you to agree with him. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? Until your mind is transformed and you are ready for God to flow through you. He says, all things are mine. And then he said, all things are yours. That's what I'm teaching on Wednesday night. All things are yours. And you have to get ready. I am not afraid of anything because I believe the future, my future, and my wife, the family, our future is bright. I don't question it. I have accepted it. It's going to be good. If somebody doesn't like it, kill yourself. It's not, there's nothing you can do. It's not going to work. We're already on our way with our God. He's carrying us. That's your problem. We're going where God wants us to go. And I'm saying the same thing for every family here in the name of Jesus. Every family here, here in this church. If we were in agreement, a Bible says, if two shall agree concerning anything, are you in agreement with me? Every family blessed. Every family blessed. That's what God's going to do. And God cannot lie. That's just the truth. I believe in God. I believe in God more than I believe in sickness. I believe in God more than I believe in poverty. I believe in God more than I believe in my wit. I believe in God. And there is a God. And there's nothing that's impossible with Him. I just need you to agree with me. And let's watch God. I have had that in, uh, in my mind. Somebody's going to call from Nigeria. We got a call this morning. They are going to be calling. It's not over yet. This is just the beginning. What God starts, He finishes. Amen? Bow your head with me this morning. All we need to do is commit everything to Him. You are holding back too much. Don't hold back anymore. When they ask you to give your life to God, don't hold back. I have come to, this has been a few years since I've been a Christian. I have come to realize those who hesitate never receive much blessings from God. But everyone who says, yes, count me in. I'm going with God. I see a great anointing comes up, that comes upon their lives. A great anointing. And you know, the anointing is different. Some anointing is for pre preaching. Some anointing is for wealth. God does all of these things. He will put an anointing into your life. Bow your heads with me. You're here this morning and you want to give everything up to the Lord. If that's you, can I see your hand up quickly? Put your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's important. 
And God is able to do the whole thing. Stand up with me this morning. Many times we have to make a statement. We have the connection card. You got it there. You know, if I were a member of a church, I'll use that connection card to make my statement to the devil and to God. Amen. I'll check it in. Amen. I'm committing everything to my God. And I'm serious. And I ask God, help me. Sometimes you make a commitment, but you look inside and you feel, I don't know if I have this power to do it. You know where I go? Lord, I believe. Right? Help my unbelief. That's where I rest. Amen? That gives me a lot of faith. Let's pray with me this morning. Say with me, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus into the world to bless me, to help me to enjoy this abundant life that he came into the world for. Lord Jesus, I receive you today. I make my commitment to you that I will serve you and do whatever you ask of me by your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now let's put our hands together. Let's give him a clap offering. And he heard you today. He heard you today. And he's going to deposit that confidence in your heart that he does. Only he can do that. God put that in your heart so that you are no longer afraid. There are a lot of things I used to be afraid of.